Good morning. Happy Tuesday. I'm in California. That's where this episode's coming today, sunny California. And as you know, every time I'm with family and friends of origin, I have a lot of thinking and a lot of revelations that come up. Um, So today's episode, I am sharing with you and talking to you about the concept of when is enough enough. And this is in regards to um, ending toxic relationships, whether they be romantic relationships, friendships, relationships with employers. When is enough enough? I uh, just would like to preface this with um, I've talked about my ex-husband on this podcast before and he was not abusive. And so this, these anecdotes and stories that I am sharing are not about him. Um, we were just very young and very in our own trauma. And if you'd like to visit, um, you know, the story of that, that is in my episode regarding, um, acting out of your hurt instead of acting out of your heart. And today I'm talking about other experiences for myself and others in research that um, have nothing to do with my prior marriage. Um, I am going to be bringing in some ideas that may feel sensitive or triggering. We will be talking um, slightly about physical abuse um, and emotional abuse and just... um, the things that make us get to that point of asking when is enough enough so um it's funny when i started doing a little research for this particular episode i just googled when is enough enough to see what would come up and some of the things that came up were Um, an article from Psychology Today that I'll share with you. There's actually a marriage.com website that has like 15 questions of like when is enough enough and it's kind of like those standard I would say um, uh, criteria such as let me just actually look it up for you and tell you what it says. So um you know, like a really common one, cheating, not being respected, not being trusted or trusting your partner, uh, not being valued, abuse, physical or emotional. I've already touched on the cheating, no sense of responsibility, um, doesn't want to spend quality time, body shaming, no respect for personal space close relationship with their ex like again this is marriage.com like I'm not sure that I agree with that (laughs) um difficult to achieve physical intimacy flirting with other potential partners when your partner wants to change you drastically when your values are not compatible when you are barely happy so those are just some of the criteria that marriage.com hits on Um, but when I think about when is enough enough in any kind of relationship that was, you know, touching on a romantic relationship, clearly, um, I think it's important to remember that we all have different capacities, different thresholds, different makeups. And so 
what um, doesn't work for me may work for you. What doesn't work for you may work for me, right? And so it's all um, a really important lesson in knowing where your boundaries and where your lines are and also understanding that an ideal or an idea that you may have had about what is acceptable in a relationship or in a job or I'm just going to say relationship for for all intents and, pers- and purposes in all areas. So in a relationship may change as you learn and grow and age and experience different parts of life. Um, our relationships with our uh, primary caregivers between um, the ages of zero and seven are really formative in terms of what we think is acceptable in relationship and sometimes um that what we think is acceptable is healthy and sometimes what we think is acceptable is not healthy um and so many times we enter relationship um and we think that the things that are happening are okay but then maybe you start to learn and grow or heal maybe you've been in therapy or in mindset work or you just are starting to notice your own feelings and emotions more and maybe um you change and so you what you deem as acceptable um is something that's different um the holistic psychologist recently on instagram um spoke about um childhood trauma and um, some of the things that come from that in terms of betraying ourselves. And oftentimes we betray ourselves in relationships for fear of abandonment. And um, she talks about, uh, she says, many of us have been conditioned to believe that we are only good if we are selfless. Since childhood, we have been taught to betray our own needs to get approval or love from someone else. This is why so many of us struggle with self-care, with routine, or with saying no. A part of our psyche believes this is wrong or selfish. We enter adult relationships where we also betray ourselves because this is normalized in our culture. It's actually not selfless to do something to get approval or love from someone else. It's inherently selfish. Which is why it causes so much resentment, anger. We are doing something from a space of guilt or obligation. Self-betrayal is not a badge of honor. Your emotional health matters even if others view it as wrong or selfish. I'm going to let you just sit with that for a minute. And if you'd like to read that yourself, that's Dr. Nicola Perla. She's posted it on her Instagram. And that really rang true for me. She talks a lot about... um, self-betrayal and um childhood trauma really and um I think that self-betrayal piece in any relationship is where we lose our boundaries it's where we let people think that it's okay to treat us a certain way and again like that's as I teach these concepts or talk about these ideas um, I'm I'm not blaming the victim or the person in the relationship that's suffering. I'm just simply bringing to light that we have a role to play in 
how we allow other people to treat us. And so if we are betraying ourselves and letting people push the boundaries and, you know, losing ourselves in fear of losing relationship or failing or whatever it may be, or people pleasing, that's a huge one that I see. Um, we lose ourselves and then we condone certain behaviors. Um, and so when I ask you, when is enough enough? Instead of that 15, you know, criteria of marriage or, you know, whatever it was, it says, what is enough enough? What I'm really looking at or thinking about in those instances is signs of burnout and signs of um, of your own unhappiness and discontent, right? And I think that that really ties into the work I'm doing with my boundary group. I have a group called Boundaries to Bliss and I'm teaching women how to figure out where their thresholds are so that they can present that in relationship and business and in multiple areas of their lives. And one of the things that had come up from that um, were the criteria of burnout. And um, some of those things are, you know, feeling dissociated, feeling... um, feeling loss of interest in things that you love. So really like similar, um, similar, um, symptoms of depression and anxiety, um, feeling like you have no capacity, feeling like you have no joy. Um, there's a whole list, um, feeling depleted, mental exhaustion, feelings of negativity and cynicism related to your job or to your relationship, Um, reduced performance when we're talking about a job, but that also applies to relationship too. Like when you lose your ability to show up as the person that you are and the person that you're meant to be, and essentially when you're starting to lose yourself. Um, I've been in relationships where I've looked in the mirror and I recognized, you know, my hair, my eyes, my face, and but I didn't know who I was anymore because the spark was just gone. And sometimes we stay in relationships, again, for fear of losing them, but also sometimes for fear of obligation. Um, folks that have experienced uh, childhood trauma um often are people pleasers that don't want to hurt their partners or their families or people around them. And so they stay um, not only for the fear of abandonment, but for the fear of hurting the other person. And so we make up excuses and reasons why we stay. And so then we get to that question of like, how long is enough and when is enough enough? And I think that those signs and symptoms of burnout are really important to come back to and look at and say, do I recognize myself? Do I like the person that I see in the mirror? Am I able to experience joy? And how much does that matter to me? Because we also have 
belief systems and ideals that are coming at us from so many different angles, whether that be your religion, whether that be society, whether that be, you know, the culture of your family. There's so many factors that play into why we do what we do, our human behavior, how we act. And so perhaps in a relationship, it feels even harder to leave because that's something that's been a high value in your family, in society, in your culture, in your religion. Maybe marriage is valued really high and or maybe it's your job and having a really good job and having a really good income that's valued really high on the list of what's expected of you and so you stay in these things that don't serve you emotionally and I'm here to tell you if you're dipping your toe and learning something different and changing your mindset that you don't have to do that and yes it's stories it's patterns it's conditioning it's things that you've heard your whole life and I'm not anti-marriage and I'm not anti-job and I'm not like you know blow up your whole life but what I am is pro freedom pro joy pro safety um and taking care of yourself and so it's a, the first step in doing that is recognizing how you're feeling in your body, taking a little bit of an inventory around your relationships, around your job. I think something that happens often is we say, oh, I would never put up with that or I would never let someone treat me like that. Like when we see these things on TV or in movies or we hear stories about women or men or whatever your gender is unicorn I don't care whatever it is being um abused and we think oh that would never happen to me until it does and then all of those stories all of those beliefs come in that say like oh I have to please this person I can't um I can't rock the boat I can't leave I can't whatever it is whatever these stories are that we tell ourselves there's my Italian snapping again. Hopefully that, hope, I wonder if it'll pick that up. <laughs> um, and we get to that space of not living from our high conscious, healthy brain, but we revert back to that story that's meant to protect us, that is a part of us, that is a belief system that had protected us because if we go back to that, that um, primary caregiver, you know, that's the person that's feeding you, clothing you, housing you. So you go back to that childlike memory or state or belief pattern. And we think, no, I have to perform. I have to please. I have to be good. I have to be in, in line with whatever this belief is. And then we act out of that instead of that, you know, high brained. And I like to say sometimes self-righteous space of, oh, I would never let that happen to me. And then when it does, sometimes there's a lot of shame around that. There's a lot of guilt around that. We don't talk about it enough. So we keep it to ourselves, you know? And so this message also is beyond just taking your own inventory and accountability of what's happening in your own life, a reminder 
that we need to talk about these things more. We need to talk about the truth. And I've been myself in these positions of, you know, like I'm a teacher and I have a degree and I've been married and I have all of these privileges and these, you know, higher spaces in some people's minds. I don't think that they are, but point being that when you are in those spaces, you feel like you can't talk about it because then, you know, you're not trusted or what you have to say doesn't matter or it's not valid. And the point is like, I feel like I have to talk about these things and relationships I've been in that have been abusive and toxic and that I've let go on far too long because of my own stories and patterns and fears. And if I'm not able to practice that for myself, like how can I teach you to do that? And so I just want to open up a conversation and a dialogue and let you know that if you are experiencing something that feels like a big secret or feels really shameful, um, that is like a huge indicator that you're at a point of enough is enough and something has to change. And there's help for you out there. You know, it's not just therapy. It's not just mindset coaching. Like that's what helps you to break those patterns and not continue those cycles in your life long-term once you've achieved safety. So, um, in, in my, in my area in Leadville, we have the Leadville advocates, uh, two one one is a hotline. You can call if you are experiencing any type, experiencing any type of interpersonal violence. Um, I don't know what the resources are all around, but I will look some up and put them in the show notes. Um, 211 I know is a universal, um, a universal number. Um, it's interesting how things unfold. Um, it is, today is May 10th. Um, we just had May 8th, which was Mother's Day. And that was also Jackie's birthday. If you don't know who Jackie is, that is a... I call her my foster sister. We fostered her. We brought her into my home. She lived with my family um, when she was a teenager. And in 2009 or 2000, yeah, 2009, no, 2008, she uh, was murdered in a domestic violence incident. And Um, For a long time, my family worked in domestic violence, advocacy, um, etc. And um, I'm actually in my little sister's old room and there's a mural of her here and it's so beautiful. And but that again was another one of those things in life. It's very surreal and I I can do a whole another podcast on it um, where you just don't think things are going to happen to you. And sometimes they do. And so the, this is taking it to another end of the spectrum, but it's important to recognize signs in your life where you feel unsafe. And it's important to know that you're not alone and that any shame that you feel is not more important than your life. And again, I'm taking this to another extreme, but 
you know, sometimes it's a matter of life and death. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes it's a matter of living, like, like living to your fullest. And so just ask yourself, like, are you in a situation, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, a job, whatever it is, that is taking so much from you that you no longer recognize yourself or that you're in one of those spaces where you're like, I would never put up with this and you're putting up with something you said you would never put up with and just ask yourself, why am I doing this? And maybe you don't know the pattern yet and that's okay. But if you're listening to this and the answer to anything or anything I'm talking about is sparking something in you, please just take the first step and tell a friend, tell a family member, contact me, whatever you need to do, because your life matters. It matters so much and you deserve to live freely. You deserve to look in the mirror and to know who you are and to step into your greatness every single day, every single day. And yeah, you deserve all of that. You deserve to be loved, supported, safe, and held. That is all of our inherent birthright, and you don't have to do anything to deserve it. And if you don't believe that yet, just borrow my belief for a little while until you do. Hopefully that wasn't too rambly and made a lot of sense. Please do something to take care of yourself today, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening.